Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Joff Lacey. And I'm Claire Venice. We've been busy. And out and about in the Petersphere in this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. This week, we've got a show packed with local voices once again as Joff and I visited events taking place in the Petersphere over the last week. From giant pumpkins to a woman in white to a blooming town, it's fair to say it's been a busy week in more ways than one. But great to hear, our town is buzzing with activity. It certainly is, Joff. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Joff Lacey. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hello, Joff. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh. Oh, dear. We're doing this on a Monday evening. (laughs) And I'm tired already. Oh, no, you need to sit down. <laughs> I need to sit down. We, 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 we are so busy at the moment, aren't we? Definitely, definitely busy is the word at the moment, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've just finished a recording. I'm off to rehearsals in about an hour's time. Got to eat in between. Yep. It's never ending. But look what we're doing. We're managing it, John. We're managing we're okay. it. We are, yes. So, um... <laughs> How's your week been, Claire? It's been good. It has been busy, but it's been good, actually. Um, Busy evenings. We had our Shine Radio first Wednesday meet last Wednesday. Yes, how did that go? Couldn't make it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was good. You know, it's nice that we're meeting every month now to catch up, see what's going on, plan for Christmas, dare I say it. Do we have to? Well, we try not to. So, you know, if you do want to join us, it's a lovely place to come and meet us, say hi, find out what's going on. That's the first Wednesday of every month. And where do we meet, Claire? We meet now at the courthouse at the Petersfield Museum. But as ever, if you want to get in touch with us, contact us on team at shineradio.uk and, um, you know, we'd love to meet you if you do want to come along. So that was Wednesday. Great plug there, Claire. Thank you very much. But then you've been busy recording and we're going to hear some of those... Mm. In this week's show. Busy Thursday and Friday last week, yeah. Petersfield and Bloom had their prize-giving awards evening right. at the Rose Room at the uh, Did you Festival enter? Hall. No, not this year. Well, I'm not Petersfield. It has to actually be in Petersfield this year. I think things... It's a bit are, harsh, isn't it? Well, plans are afoot to change oh. for next year. I think, I think. Watch this so space. Langrish is part of the Petersfield. Well, it wasn't Peter's fear. It's Peter's oh. field. But. Have they not been listening to the Peapod and Shine Radio? <laughs> All to grow together. <laughs> <laughs> I think things. There might be a few changes next right. year. Um, there's a new vice president, as you'll find out later oh, on in the Peapod. Can't wait to listen. And also on Friday night, it was a brilliant evening at the Half Moon Pub and Sheet where the Petersfield Pumpkin Growers Association came together for their weigh in. Wade in. Did pumpkins. you do that? Did you say, I did I ask you to do that, didn't I? Because I've been to the Grand National Air in the Year and they go, Wade in, Wade in. Did you do that? I didn't. And Josh, oh, we missed a trick with getting you along. So next year. What? <laughs> I think maybe that would be good to do. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was, I was busy, Claire, Friday, so I wouldn't have been able to go along. Guess what I did Friday? What did you do Friday, Josh? Oh, come on, have a guess. Um, did you put your feet up? No, I didn't. I was at my first Christmas party of the year. Oh, God. In October. In October. How on earth did that happen? Well, a group of managers, it's the only time we're going to be able to get together <laughs> between now and the end of the year. So went to Bournemouth for the day, which was lovely. I wore my shorts. Yeah, just what you do at Christmas time. <laughs> if you live in Australia. <laughs> yeah. No, I got away with that. I wore my shorts. It was lovely. Did you wear a Santa hat too? No. <laughs> no, good grief, no. Did you have turkey nope. and all the trimmings? No, I had um, oh. I had some chicken and then some prawns. Christmas cracker? No. 
Oh dear! It wasn't the it wasn't the most Christmassy of. Uh, Let's hope it improves as the season <laughs> gets going. And then later in the year. And then over the weekend, I went back to Ipswich for the first time in thirty years for a college reunion. Did you take your passport, Josh? Took my passport. Got a bit good. nervous as we went north of Liss. <laughs> and, <been> stamped. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I left Petersfield at uh, ten to ten Saturday morning. I got home at five o'clock. Sunday afternoon, so it was a whirlwind trip. It was lovely to meet up with uh, Tony and Ginge. I say haven't seen for 30 years, but the way home, Claire. Should have been a three-hour journey, nearly five hours, because Uh rail replacement bus. That's harsh, Josh. One of the worst three words you can ever hear (laughs) on a Sunday afternoon. Rail replacement bus. I think you're probably right. (laughs) I'm sorry, you had to endure that. It was... And then I, because I'm a country boy, I took the wrong tube, didn't I? No, so all a bit of a mess. Where did you end up? Well, I, th- I got off at Bank thinking I could get to Bank to Waterloo, but mm-hmm. doesn't run on a Sunday, does it? Oh, no. So I had to get back on the central line, <laughs> back across, and then down. Missed the three o'clock, so I had to hang around for the 3.30. <laughs> Which wasn't actually a bad thing in the end because the 3.30 was a quickie. Silver linings. Silver linings. <laughs> but Claire. Uh, yes. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> after this recording of the Peapod this week, mm. what are we getting ready for? Ooh. Um, is it at the end of the script, Claire? Oh, I see. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I could call you unawares, <laughs> you didn't, didn't I? Want, <laughs> you didn't want me to mention the word earlier on, but... <laughs> We may be getting ready for a bit of a Christmas outing. Yes, because what are we doing, Claire, at the end of November? Well, I'm really excited about this. We're doing it again. We are the hosts of the Christmas Lights Switch On. November the 24th. That's a Friday. It's a Friday. Five till seven. We'll be smiling in our Christmas jumpers. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Leaping about on the stage. Hopefully entertaining everyone and introducing some lovely acts again this year to, yes. to bring us up to the light switch on. Woo! Can't wait, Can't actually. Wait. Really looking forward to that. Um, and hope you are too. Come and join us. Yes, come join us. Come, come, come see us. Uh, see us at work. What a treat. <laughs> well, on that bombshell, yeah. we would love to hear from you. If you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, you can call or WhatsApp us on 01730 or you can send an email to team at shineradio.uk. Claire Venice and Joff Lacey in Petersfield's Peapod. Coming up, we hear about an intriguing production coming soon from the Winton Players, but first... The Petersfield Pumpkin Growers Association has been growing pumpkins of all shapes and sizes since the 1970s, and October marks the time of year when the big pumpkin weigh-in takes place. Claire joined this jolly group of growers at the Half Moon Pub in Sheet last Friday evening, where she discovered a wealth of Petersfield pumpkin growing history, a lot of friendly competition, and some pumpkin growing tips for next year. It's the Petersfield Pumpkin Growers Association's annual weigh-in here at the Half Moon Pub in Sheet. And it's been a great evening. We've had the weigh-in, we've had the competition, various different categories, and I'm now joined by two winners this evening, (laughs) Harvey and Jack. Hello, both of you. Hello. You are both new to the Pumpkin Growing Association. What made you want to join the association, Jack? Well, Harvey invited me to join. He said he knew uh, Begita, the organiser, and Harvey had grown a few pumpkins before. 
in a little private growing society with his friends and said, do you fancy joining the, the Petersfield Pumpkin Growers competition? I said, yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's get involved. And here we are. Well, you've both been hugely successful because, Jack, you have grown the heaviest pumpkin. <laughs> how? Just. Only just. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say, there was a bit of competition going on between the two because how heavy was your pumpkin, Harvey? It was 112 I... and a quarter pounds, okay. I do remember. Two pounds under yours, Jack. Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. Yeah, the quarter is, the four ounces is important half. <laughs> the competition is hot here, I have to say. So what's the secret, Jack, to growing a heavy, oh, heavy pumpkin? Well, I think it's just preparation, you know, prepare to win. And, and that's what I did. <laughs> that, of course, that's a complete lie. No, I think we're probably quite fortunate with the seed pick, maybe. You know, we've done a bit of preparation and the summer's been kind. It's been a horrible summer, but it's been kind for pumpkins. July and August, loads of rain, loads of water. Great for growing pumpkins and great for me. Yeah. I can go out and just let it grow. Well, it has been a strange year, but yeah, as you mentioned, a great year for growing pumpkins. Now, we didn't just grow the hundredweight pumpkins. There were rogue varieties as well. Harvey, you did well in that category. I did, yeah. No, I can hold my head up high with that one. Yeah, no, I got the best all-rounder. It was technically a hundredweight, but no, very attractive pumpkin. I think I, I think I did very well, if I do say so myself. You brought quite a few in here, because as I arrived, you were unloading them from your boot. How many pumpkins have you entered into the competition? What did we do? We did best pair. It's five in total. That's quite impressive. Yeah, well, we got the kids involved. Um, they grew all the, uh, all the rogue ones, and uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Will you both be back next year, do you think? Without a doubt, yeah, I will be. Yeah, well, I've got to beat Jack. That's what I've got to do. <laughs> I think I need to grow some rogues next year just to try and, try and stay at the top of something. But yeah. So how have you found the association? Well, I think it's a, it's a great event, isn't it? Good fun for the family, like Harvey did. It is, um, yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah, it's a really entertaining evening. Yeah, yeah. a bit of banter on WhatsApp, so yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's really nice to see you guys again because we first met up in March where we met at the Square Brewery to pay our subs and to get our seeds for the growing season. And then really not a lot of contact <laughs> from then until no, now. No. But lovely to see everybody again and the fruits of everyone's labour. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, congratulations to you both again. Thank you very much. I'm joined by Glenn, who has also had a successful evening. Hi, Glenn. Hello. So tell us, what did you succeed in in winning this year? I come third in the heaviest pumpkin this year. A lot better than last year. It was my first attempt. It was a bit of an embarrassment, shall we say. <laughs> why, why? What happened last year? It was very, very, very small. <laughs> um, yes, it's sort of the last one on the shelf in the supermarket sort of size. <laughs> well, it was a hard growing year last year with the heat. I started very late and it didn't get very much care. So, um, yeah, it's my own fault. It's good that you've come back a second year and you learnt from your mistakes. What did you do this year to grow such a big pumpkin? Well, we have ducks at home and all the water out of the pond goes on there. So our five-year-old son quite happily tells everybody it's duck poo water. It's a secret. <laughs> oh, we've heard it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone gets ducks for next year. <laughs> yeah. So how, how heavy was your pumpkin this year? I think it was £92. Quite a weight. Yes. Was yeah. it the only pumpkin you've grown this year? Well, actually, there's two on this plant because that one was actually hidden by a leaf. So we had a smaller one, which we thought was the largest one, took all the rest off, and that one suddenly popped up. So we had two on one plant, which you shouldn't really do. You should always keep one to a plant. So um, could have been heavier. Wow. So, yeah, third year lucky, maybe. Yeah, maybe second next year. <laughs> Build your way up. Step, more steps, more steps, yes. Why did you join the association last year? I got voted in by my brother. I don't know lying about it. So, yeah, he wrote me in. So, um, 
I've had to say I've beaten him every year so far, so yeah, hopefully he's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always nice to, to get people together. It's actually quite a big group, isn't it? Yes, definitely larger than last year. So hopefully not too much more competition next year. Ours might be fourth instead. Good point, actually. So what do you enjoy about growing pumpkins? It's just nice to see them grow, really. You have carrots and potatoes in the ground and you just see them when you dig them up. With a pumpkin, you see them growing practically every day in the progress and just you can see what you're doing they're lovely looking plants aren't they really the colour's just beautiful yeah we've got a very orange one I think it's not actually the hundred weight I think that might actually be a rogue one because our labels got modelled up this year so um, <laughs> might have a big pumpkin next year after all I think we had the same thing all part of the fun that's it yeah yeah the, the children love it as well they go up and inspect it and be proud of it and bigger than their friends pumpkins at school so um so what are the plans for the pumpkin now yeah we'll be carved at some point oh it's going to make a fantastic <laughs> Halloween Lantern. Definitely the biggest in our road anyways. Brilliant. Thank you very much Glenn for talking to me. Congratulations. <laughs> Peter and Jimmy have now joined me after the awards ceremony. Hello both of you. Hi there. Hi there. Now you're both long-standing members of the Petersfield Pumpkin Growers Association. How long have you been a member Peter? So I think it was the 90s wasn't it I think when we joined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah about the 90s yeah. Did you both join in the same year? Well not a little bit after Peter. Okay yeah. so that's quite a while. What made you want to join in the first place? But I think it was to be honest with you the, the attraction was the fact that it was held in the drum so it was probably the beer that attracted us. So so it's changed over the years. It has, yeah. It's, it's, there's probably less drinking now than there used to be. So it was all around the old drum inn in Petersfield before. Um, and Brian Barnes, the old landlord and things like that. So it was, it was his club, really, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So when did that change? Well, it really changed when Brian left the drum. Yeah. And then I think, where did we go before? Travelled around a bit. <laughs> yeah. I think we went to... Didn't we go to the cricketers once? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. We went to the cricketers for two years, but the second year we turned up and it was closed. <laughs> and we, had to, we had to phone the half moon and he very very kindly accommodated us and that year. Yeah, so from then it's been in here and it, yeah. you know, they're, they're very good very accommodating. Yeah. Well they have the right amount of space for those large pumpkins don't they? Yeah they do. Now I found you two hanging out by the scales, <laughs> which are wonderful old scales are they the traditional scales that were used at the very beginning of the association? Yeah and I think they were Mr Bryant's scales that he used to wheel in and then I suppose he would have probably weighed his produce on those and since I think he donated those probably because weights and measures said you can't use them anymore and we've had them ever since and James stores them and then we bring them down don't we? Yep every year. Dust them off. Yep dust them off and bring them down. (laughs) And they're quite they're an analogue it's a balancing scale so they're not 100% accurate but they're all weighed on the same scale so. Has there ever been a really close call? Yeah. yeah, there has been in, in previous years, yeah, yeah, on several occasions. Yeah. This year, I think, there was a lot between them, wasn't there, really? Yeah. OK, so there weren't any fights? No. <laughs> What's the heaviest pumpkin that's been weighed on those scales? That was 156 pounds, and that was Peter's. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. When was that, Peter? I can't remember, a that long, long time nice. ago. A few years ago, it was when we were in the drum. Yeah, Peter has the 
top weight ever. So every year do you hold your breath, Peter, thinking, is this going to be the year it gets beaten? Yeah, I'm, I'm still confident. <laughs> what was the variety that you grew? The same. All of the large pumpkins should be grown from the 100-weight seed. Goodness me. So every year do you try and beat that then? Is that, is that the plan? That is the plan, yeah, but I haven't grown any this year, so for various reasons. But next year I'm hoping to get back in. And Jimmy, have you had much success growing pumpkins? I've got best match in pair one year, which I was quite proud of, and second heaviest. Oh, well done. I didn't grow this year because my wife's rearranged the garden, so I couldn't do it. Oh, no. (laughs) Plans for next year, do you think? If Peter gets an allotment, then I might nick a bit of his allotment. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I think plans are afoot. Uh, Brilliant. Well, it's lovely talking to you both. Thank you very much. It is a quite joyous group of people, isn't it, really? It's lots of fun. Yeah, thank you. It's the Petersfield Pumpkin Growers Association's annual weigh-in. And I'm here now with Begita, who is the organiser of the association. Hello, B. how are you? I'm good, Claire, thank you. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for telling us about the association earlier on in the year. I met you in March in your garden and you spoke about the association and I loved hearing about it so much that I decided to join. I'm <laughs> so really pleased with that. Yeah, I'm really pleased I did because what a lovely group of people. I know, it's really good. Lovely to see you earlier on in the year and I was so pleased that you came to get seeds. It's uh, not a very high maintenance club. You meet in April to get your seeds in the pub and then we meet in a different pub on usually October the 6th. It's always been traditionally tarot fair night. So here we are tonight. Really good turnout of people, members that have been members since the first, you know, 1976 and new members that have joined this year and grown for the first time and that was our two winners so that's really great when it's new people. I don't think they're sharing their secrets. (laughs) as to how they grew these monsters but never mind and I know I've heard you and Steve talking about growing your pumpkins on the allotment which was great you know we still weigh our pumpkins on Norman Bryant's potato scales um, which is just really lovely and and we have a guess the weight competition and we only guess the weight in pounds and ounces we obviously don't do metric here <laughs> so all the youngsters tonight I noticed them all with their phones working out to convert 3.2 kilos to pounds <laughs> I love that you've kept that tradition going yes oh, well actually last year I did put metric and imperial and um, Peter Crew and James Crane told me we don't do that here so we only do imperial so imperial it was tonight eight pounds 12 ounces it was that's amazing so how long have you been involved in the association i think i must have been a member probably a dozen years i think started because our previous chair peter's brother simon i knew his wife and she said honey you need to come be a pumpkin grower so at that point i just had a tiny garden in the middle of petersford and i grew my pumpkins trailing down the drive which was kind of quite fun and it's just good in the background you might hear a few noises it is is Harvey and Jack getting ready to move their giant pumpkins back into the back of their car? <laughs> Quite a feat. Yeah. yeah, 114 and a half pounds, I think, compared to 112 and a quarter. That two and a quarter pounds it makes all the difference. It does, because you can see Jack's got a big smile on his face. He certainly has. <laughs> but now, B, yours, you also had success this evening with winning the best pair. Matched pair, yes, my favourite trophy. It's a lovely uh, silver plate, and I have one. It several times so <laughs> it's it's great I mean it, it's good just to compete but it's really nice when you win a bit of silverware too it is what was the variety that you grew um it was a ghost pumpkin uh, so a white pumpkin which was was really just a little bit different our rogue seeds everybody has 
five of the same hundredweight seed, but now you also get two rogue seeds, which are basically whatever random type of pumpkin I see in the seed catalogues that I think will be quite good. And you just, so you don't really know what you're going to get. Some of the new growers tonight said it was lovely. One child grew one, one child grew another, and they didn't know what they were going to get. They were really excited. They got two different types of pumpkin. It's, it's not very high-tech how we work out what we have. <laughs> yeah, but it's high-tech how you grow it, and there are lots of secrets running around here. Did, did anybody share any of their secrets with you? Well, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> oh, I'll have to listen to the podcast then, won't I, to hear what they were. Well, Bea, thank you very much for a really lovely evening and meeting some great pumpkin growers and um, looking forward to be back again next great. year. We hope to see you again. Really nice to see you tonight, Claire. Thank you. The amateur dramatics group Winton Players are preparing for their latest production of The Woman in White, taking place at Petersfield's Festival Hall from October the 12th until the 14th. Joff went along to a rehearsal to meet the cast and crew and to find out more about this adaptation full of intrigue, romance, villainy and thrills. It's a Sunday afternoon, early October, and I'm with Laura Shepherd who is directing for Winton Plays. Laura, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Geoff. How are you doing? You're not too bad, not too bad. I see you're wearing a rather splendid T-shirt. Perhaps you tell <laughs> the listeners what you're wearing. Well, it's just a little bit of self-promotion. Um, as we know, we've got the Pizza Awards coming up, and I'm up for Pizza personality, so I'm just trying to get a few more votes by wearing a T-shirt with my face on it. And uh, I have to say that there is another Shine Radio volunteer who is also up against you. Yes, I'm battling against Doug Newbinging. Hopefully one of us will win it. Uh, absolutely, yes, hopefully so. So, Laura, tell us a little bit about The Woman in White. The Woman in White is an adaptation of a novel by Wilkie Collins, who was writing in early Victorian times. It's his most famous novel. And it's a mystery thriller. So it's an intriguing play. And how did Winton Players decide on Women in White? Winton Players have a reading group and they use the reading group to select plays based on their sort of overall artistic view of what they've just done, what's coming up, whether they want to do a comedy or a drama or a thriller. And this fitted this autumn slot very well for them. They gave me a choice of two plays and this is the one that I chose. And you've directed before for Winton Players? I have, yes. You were in it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why you said that just to get that in? (laughs) Not at all. I'm not not like that. No. (laughs) (laughs) So how's, how's rehearsals gone? They've gone really, really well. I must admit, I was expecting um, holidays to be kind of um, over the sort of July-August period when we first started rehearsing. I didn't expect them to be in September just before the show. And lots of the cast have been having September holidays, so that's been challenging. But everyone has done really well kind of acting with imaginary characters. Yeah, I have seen lots of photos of the show, but also lots of holiday updates from Members of your cast. (laughs) So obviously it's been a bit of a challenge. Um, Tell us a little bit about the the, the photos, the the social side of things. Well, I think it's been an exceptional publicity campaign on social media. Amanda Bell organised a photo shoot at Languish House and uh, it's an absolutely stunningly beautiful building and they were very generous. They let us use their vault cellar place thing. Uh, um, 
the gardens outside, thanks, that was obviously a technical term, uh, inside the house, all of the beautiful furniture, um, and Penny and Jane had costumed everyone, so I thought that the photographs looked fantastic, and then Amanda and Kieran did sort of clever things with effects that I don't really understand. Throughout our little chat now, there has been a bit of heckling <laughs> from, no. from the cast. What have the cast been like? They've been lovely. <laughs> Oh yes, they have. Oh no, it's not Panto. <laughs> no, no, they really, they have. It's been a real laugh, and I've only had to get stern a couple of times, which has been lovely. And we've eaten a lot of sweets, particularly jelly babies. About a bag of rehearsal. Rehearsal's been going great. <laughs> <laughs> so, what can the audience audiences look forward to? So it's a melodrama. Um, it's it's written as a melodrama because that's what have been, would have been performed at the time. The the novel is a melodrama. So the, the characterizations are, are not subtle or some of them are not subtle. They're supposed to be really over the top. I'm going to be using some incidental music to make it even more uh, absurd. So you're going to sort of get some really sort of creepy sounds when somebody who's a bit villainous appears, that kind of thing. Um, so it's... It's very intriguing. You don't really know what's going to happen. So with, with 39 Steps, we've created our own sound effects. Who's been doing the sound effects for, for this show? So we've got a couple that are going to be live. For the Fringe Festival, a sound effects door was made with a door knockers and chains and locks, and that's going to be used for door slams. It's great to have that being used again so quickly. There's going to be a live gong and knocking, things like that. But most of the sound effects are pre-recorded. So they're going to be played by Green A team. And Green A are involved with the lights again? And the lighting indeed. So uh, the lighting designer is Max Burridge. The Green A team is a technical theatre organisation in Petersfield who works very closely with users of the Festival Hall. So they are helping me with all the techie side of things. And the show's on 12th to the 14th of October. How are ticket sales going? They're not going too badly actually i think we've sold nearly 300 now we need to sell a few more to break even um it's quite expensive to hire the festival hall so to cover our costs we need to sell you know a good good number four but that's there's going to be some nice audience sizes with that well laura we're going to speak to some of the cast in a minute hope they're going to be on their best behavior yeah i can't uh, guarantee that (laughs) and what's it like rehearsing on a sunday afternoon well i bribe (laughs) my um cast with cake and sweets and biscuits actually most of the time but particularly on sundays there's cake um so that helps but i quite you know it's nice you know there's people that have been away that have just come back it's and really nice to have um a leisurely stagger through the play for the first time when it's not straight after work in the evening when we're all tired so it has its advantages brilliant thank you laura good luck with it all and enjoy the run thank you joff i've got three young gentlemen with me who've volunteered to be uh have a chat with us this afternoon introduce yourself and tell us what characters you're playing hello uh, my name is simon stanley and i will be playing the character of sir percival glide uh, a tricky one for me because it's a playing age of 40, so they're having to change my <laughs> hair and uh, make up an age me to be good for the part. <laughs> but, uh, yes, um, and I'll pass you over to Phil. And I'm Phil Humphreys, and I shall be playing Mr Fairley, old Mr Fairley, in his wheelchair. And I get to be grumpy and misanthropic, and it's the perfect part for me. <laughs> So, yeah, Phil, in a wheelchair, so you've not learned how to walk around? You're just being pushed, right? No, no, it's great. From the, from the blocking point of view, my lovely Louis wheels me onto stage 
and I, I just act from wherever I'm put. <laughs> so have, you, have you found it a struggle, being a, a grumpy old git? <laughs> well, I've like modelled myself largely on you, Geoff. <laughs> and standing next to you, Phil, is... Hi, I'm Steve Shepherd, and I'm playing Gilmore, who is the elderly family retainer solicitor who keeps being hauled up to Cumbria at the drop of a hat just to sign some documents or get documents signed instead of sending them like email like most normal people would do. And the three of you, how have you found rehearsals? Oh, they've been an absolute joy. Yeah, just, just sort of turned up, really, and found yes, them here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, been, it's been good. It's different, I think different people tend to rehearse in different ways and learn their lines in different ways. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, uh, and learn their lines at all, Simon Stanley. <laughs> thank you, yes, noted. Um, but it's, I think what's wonderful is that when the group comes together, you can really see the, uh, the performances come alive. And as you know yourself, having performed, been directed by Laura and performed on the stage many times... Um, all the reading and all the learning lines doesn't mean anything until it comes to the actual performances. And these moments of rehearsal are just to fine-tune those, and, uh, and everybody's done spectacularly well. Laura obviously mentioned as well that a number of people have had holidays right up until the 11th hour, um, but there's nothing like making a, uh, a director have a squeaky bum. Yeah, you're looking really tanned. Were you, were you one of those? <laughs> yes, I'm afraid I was. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, yeah. Solcombe's nice this time of year. <laughs> What's been the highlight so far? So hard to pick out a highlight when things have been so exciting week by week. I think it's possibly when Phil falls out of his wheelchair. Yeah, that's probably the best. Yeah, when I fall out of my wheelchair. What do you say to our listeners who want to come along? It's going to be a really well-produced, well-acted, intriguing play full of great performances and you will give yourself an absolute treat. You will not have to get yourself down to London, have all that expense. It's right on your doorstep, so Ooh. come along. Yep. Phil, Steve, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say thank you at this point. Thank you for joining us here on the Peapod. Enjoy the run and have a great show. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. So despite half the cast being women and the play being called Woman in White, only one of the female cast has joined us here on the Peapod. Please introduce yourself and tell us what character you're playing. Hello. My name is Anne Wielden, and I haven't spoken to you, Joff, since I was married to you last year (laughs) in Oliver Twist. Well, yes. And I smacked you round the head. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Anne, what character are you playing? I'm playing two characters in this play, two of the most unpleasant women I've ever had the fortune to portray. And as you will know from our Oliver Twist experience, I'm quite good at playing nasty people. I I would agree with that, Anne. (laughs) So how have you found things? Oh, exceptional. I've really enjoyed it. Even though one of my characters barely says anything, I just come on, stare and go off again. Sounds like the ideal part. It is, it is, especially for an old person like me. (laughs) The memory isn't what it was. And what's been your highlight for Women in White so far? Oh, certainly working in these hoop skirts and corsets. A a woman's dream. Yes, I agree, young man. (laughs) And what are you looking forward to most of all? Um, The party afterwards. (laughs) Oh, that's great stuff. And thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the run and thank you very much. Thank you, Josh. The P stands for Petersfield. I think it's an amazing place to live. The Peapod. 
Coming up, our town was in full bloom for this year's Petersfield and Bloom Awards. But before that, here's your What's On Guide from new Shine Radio volunteer, Chris Skinner. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? Thursday the 19th of October, there is a wine tasting evening at Gallery 30 on Petersfield High Street. The tickets are £22 and available from Gallery 30's website. There will be a chance to try six different wines and will also include a cheese board and a quiz. Saturday the 21st of October, as Halloween approaches, join Petersfield Museum on a ghost walk around the town as they uncover stories of things that go bump in the night. Tickets are £6 each and available from the museum. And on Monday the 23rd of October, make an afternoon of a trip to Langham Brewery, Lodsworth, by saving the local views on a gentle five-mile walk before sampling the delicious Langham brews as you watch the sun slowly sink over the downs. Tickets are £5 each and available from Langham Brewery's website at www.langhambrewery.co.uk. And you can see full details of many more events like these in our online events guide. It's at shineradio.uk. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. The Festival Hall was full of green-fingered folk last Thursday, as Claire discovered when she went to the Petersfield and Bloom Awards evening. And I'm here with Mayor JC Chrissy. Good evening. Now, you compared the evening. Is this the first time you've been involved in Petersfield and Bloom? Yes, it has. Uh, uh, for all the time that I've been a town councillor uh, representing Rams Hill, I've been pretty much occupied with the Festival Hall development programme and things related to the Avenue Pavilion, etc. But uh, this year, I was uh, very lucky to become town mayor. And uh, part of that responsibility is the Petersfield and Bloom ceremony and also meeting so many people. A lovely atmosphere this evening. Oh, it was wonderful. And to see uh, the people behind such wonderful work and uh, the beauty that they brought our town uh, this last, well, four or five months is just amazing. And there are quite a few categories that you gave awards out for this evening. Are you surprised that so many people get involved in Petersfoot and Bloom? Well, I'm not surprised anymore because um, when you meet the people that have been applying and, and putting forth a lot of effort in this for now decades you can understand why now. When you walk through Petersfield, you often see four or five plaques at one house, you know, of someone that has been dedicated to this competition, tried to win this competition. And uh, the, I guess the good feeling that they leave with people that, you know, from the work that they provide, that's also really a, a big, big bonus. And I think it's also why it makes Petersfield a special place. I agree. Now, are you a gardener yourself? <laughs> no, I'm not. I... I can cut the grass and uh, trim a bit of the bushes, and that's about it. I'm a beekeeper, and uh, that in itself helps me um, at least appreciate flowers and, and plants. But no, I don't. But my neighbor is, so he really shows me up every year because he um, doesn't often try for Petersfield in bloom, but he's just a gardener. And uh, I enjoy his, <laughs> the fruit of his labours a lot more than my own. And your bees probably do as well. Yes, they do. So how long have you been a beekeeper for? Well, I'm a fifth-generation beekeeper. Uh, I haven't kept bees throughout my entire life, so I'll keep them for a little while. There's been some difficulties, of course, with keeping bees, uh, especially if you only keep one or two hives. You know, it takes a lot of care and maintenance, you know, uh, to allow them to thrive. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy it, and uh, it's just a bit of a, a hobby for me and uh, I hope that my children will also continue with it too. Sounds like they need to. <laughs> Keep that going. Well thank you very much JC Chrissy. Really love to talk to you this evening. Thank you very much Claire and thank you for all that you did this evening and delivering the awards. 
I'm joined now by Abby, who's won a couple of awards this evening at this year's Petersfield in Bloom. Hi, Abby. Hello, Claire. So what have you won this evening? So we won two awards, one for uh, the commercial pop and the other one was for the commercial homegrown, for which we've got the very covetive shield. So I'm delighted and it'll take pride of place in the practice. It's Coates and Groot, the optometrists on Lovent Street. And, uh, but I have to thank all the team in the practice for doing the watering as well. <laughs> I do the planting they do the watering. Well, quite a tricky year this year to keep a planter healthy in the funny weather that we've been having. Yes, there was lots of muttering that they had to go out twice a day to water it, but the girls were terrific. So you'll see we've got three lovely tubs and they're just in the transition to the autumn collection. So in a week or two, they'll be looking really bonny again. Oh, I love that you're going to keep it going throughout the year. Maybe some bulbs coming up for the spring? Yep, I think we're going to go for the lasagna planting, you know, in the layers. So we've got some really nice dark tulips in a purpley colour and some orange ones. And then we're going to have some very nice um, winter box so you get the fragrance when there's nothing else about. Sounds like you know what you're doing. Well, I'm enthusiastic. I can't put myself in Steve's league, though. <laughs> no, none of us can. <laughs> is this the first time that you've entered the Petersfield in Bloom competition? It is. So, you know, really chuffed that we were recognised. Delighted. Absolutely. So you obviously will continue, I hope. Yes, we wait to see what next year's categories are, but we'll be there. Well, I'm very happy that you took part in the Grow Your Own category, which is the first time this year that it's been a part of the Petersfield in Bloom and apparently inspired by growing together the podcast that Steve and I do. So extra thrilled that you got that. Absolutely. You know, all grown on my allotment which is up on uh, Tilmore and then you know just hardened off out of the greenhouse and then down to the practice and all planted up on a Saturday morning (laughs) (laughs) sounds perfect well congratulations again thanks so much for talking to me thank you Claire that's lovely one of the winners this evening at the Petersfield in Bloom Awards 2023 is Roland's Funeral Services, who have won gold for street or part of a street category. And I'm here with Marsha. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. How does it feel to win gold in this category? Really nice. It's, I'm really pleased. It's just nice to be part of the community as well and, and uh, make peace feel pretty. Is this the first time that the funeral services have entered Petersfield in Bloom? Um, I think we've been doing it about 20 years and we won it a few times as well which is really nice and it's nice to win again and uh, my aunt Mary Vincent she's always encouraging us to get involved as well which is nice. And did you have a hand in the display this year? I do have a lady who comes and does it and we tend it and with everyone that works at our place we, we make sure it keeps going. <laughs> You're obviously doing the right things. <laughs> well congratulations, enjoy the award. Thank you so much. Thank you. Now a big part of Petersfield and Bloom is the East Hampshire District Council who are involved here this evening evening. I'm here with Catherine Clark and Andy Tree. Hello both of you. Hello. Good Hello. Evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's been a good evening. We've had the awards, lots of smiling faces. We're here having a, a glass of wine and you've also got a bunch of flowers, Catherine. How is the East Hampshire District Council involved in the Petersfield and Bloom Awards? So every year they have a sponsorship of one of the awards, which is presented on the evening by the chairman usually. Um, unfortunately this year, or well, lucky for me, he's away. So I was called in to come down down to present the East Hampshire Award. And what does it mean to be involved in Petersfield in Bloom? It's great. It's such a community event. I know it's not just Petersfield that have these now Town in Bloom events, um, but Petersfield in particular is a very large event. They, uh, more and more people are entering 
and it does make the town a better place. I think it's good to see the happy faces as well. JC was saying as town mayor that the emotion that he receives on the doorstep when he actually goes round to actually say that they've won is, uh, is, is, is something special and it just goes to show that town councils can play an important role in, in the communities they serve. Now gardening is good for your health isn't it and it obviously shows that here. Are you both gardeners yourselves? I think I should say no comment. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't win, be winning any prizes that's for sure. I think what's left of my garden after my sons have played football would um, no I could do I could do with some of the people here coming round and uh, and sprucing it up a bit that's for sure. <laughs> Catherine are you a gardener? Um, I'm not a big gardener I keep my garden it's more of a wildlife garden to me um, I've got a lot of brambles for blackberries and love the butterflies got a lot of plants for butterflies. Sounds like a lovely space well thank you very much for being involved and thanks for talking to me this evening. Pleasure thank, thank you. you. Steve Amos, who is the newly appointed Vice President of Petersfield and Bloom, is now with me. Hello, Steve. Hey, Claire. It's been a good evening, hasn't it? It's been a really good evening. There's some fantastic people we've spoken to. Yes, actually, we have met some lovely people who've won awards in various different categories this evening, who I think we might want to go and say hello to for the Growing Together podcast. Absolutely. I think we need to do a a tour of all the winners and the runners-up. Some of the runners-up were fantastic as well. Yes, this was the first time that we actually saw photographs of some of the gardens that entered the competition this year. And I must say, the competition is pretty high here. It's really good standard, isn't it? I was chatting to uh, a couple of the guys that won two awards from Lavent Court. One of them was 87, he was, and has been doing gardening all his life. Never had a day's training. And his wife let on that... Wherever they've lived, he's created the most magnificent gardens. So we've got to go and speak to people like that, haven't we? Yeah, there are some hidden gems, I think, around here. And some people involved in the community in a really lovely way. There's a nice atmosphere here, chatting to people after the awards. People stayed around, had a chat, talked gardening. I think with a bit of support from ourselves, you know, with The Post, with Shine Radio, the Petersfield in Bloom competition seems to have been forgotten a little bit. I think we can certainly sort of breathe some new life into it. What does it mean to you then to be appointed Vice President of Petersfield in Bloom? Well, I I like to think of it more of not so much Vice President, but taking over from Alan Titchmarsh. (laughs) And where do you see that you would add a special Steve Amos touch to Petersfield in Bloom? As you know, I'm super enthusiastic about gardening and all things horticulture. And I think if I can bring a little bit of that to a few people, you know, and get a few more people involved in the competition, as you know, I love showing. The more people that enter these competitions, the better the competition. People always say, oh, well, mine's not good enough for that. Rubbish. Get involved. Give it a go. Exactly. Thank you, Steve. No problem. Nice to talk to you. You make it, you make it shine. Shine radio. And so we come to the end of this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests in this week's episode, as well as to our editor, M. Sefton-Smith. And as always, of course, the Shine Radio team. So from Joff and I this week, bye. Come on, Petersfield. Let's build a band. A beat from Dragon Street and a snare from the square. A bass from Penn's Place, a gliss from Liss and a fill from Bell Hill. Ooh, some vocals from us locals and the Dave Gilmore of Tilmore. Only Petersfield's Shine Radio plays original music from local musicians. The Local Showcase with Mandy P is sponsored by Brickyard Studios. Petersfield's professional recording studio, rehearsal space and PA hire. The Local Showcase, Thursday nights at 9 and always online at shineradio.uk.